Welcome to the 21st episode of the Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, Editor-in-Chief of ComicVine.com. And with me this week, I have another Editor-in-Chief of IGN Comics, Joey Esposito, writer of other comics as well, which we'll talk about. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. We've talked about it for so long. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people kind of were, it was like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like we hate each other or yeah, something. And, and and let's just dispel those rumors right right now. Okay? Yeah, there's, there's no beef here. No, not at all. I mean, um, we 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 even shared a writer briefly. It's true. That that guy then we, Eric. Then Eric we killed him and hit his body. Yeah, I mean, because he he's he's not doing anything with you guys much, any, or is he uh, anything at all? Um, he was my my co-host on IG and Assemble, which is our our podcast. Um, but he's moved on. And so I have a new co-host who's equally great, named Benjamin Bailey. Um, but no, he's focusing on his on his game writing and yeah. and whatnot. So screw him, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he used to do stuff, and then he'd cut back, and then then he was just doing the Walking Dead write-ups, and then he cut back, and like, I don't even know that guy anymore. He's a slacker, is what he is. Yeah, he's just like eh, so I like to like, just talk trash about him any place that I can. Yeah. So. Yeah, especially on Twitter, you do that every once in a while, and just and oh, absolutely, it's like like an hour later, it's like what I do. So you got to catch him when he's not online. So he, yeah, exactly. He get him. He's he's not like I'm glued to Twitter. It's kind of sad. Yeah, like if someone tweets me, I'll reply. Mm-hmm. And I've more than once I've gotten you know, wow, that was fast, and it's like ugh. I just hang my head because you're like, yeah, that was fast because I have nothing else to do. Well, I mean, I mean, for you, I, I'm assuming the same for you. It's like you know, I'm online you know often or most of the time you know because you're on the site or doing something or right. even if you're reading you know you got the screens going and and you know i i use tweet deck you know i don't love tweet deck but you know it's, yeah. it's it's good to see when stuff's popping up and yeah i use tweet deck as well and it's just constant flood of i just follow too many people yep. i think mm-hmm. you know and then i'm just distracted all the time but hey that's work technically <laughs> yeah so you never I, know what's going to pop up on Twitter. I got this weird glitch going. So on, on, on my tweet deck, I got you know the comic buying columns going, and then I have my, my columns going. But it's like, I don't know if it's because I'm following too many on my account, but it's like every once in a while, it, there's like a lag. And then it yeah. just like... like <laughs> just, the, the deluge and then, tweets. Yeah, so then I got yeah. to like, whoa, whoa, I just saw you know someone that I actually want to read what they said. <laughs> and, and then I got to like go back and, and see... Yeah, so. you have to filter through everything. Yeah, that happens to me as well. I think it's just a tweet deck thing, which is not the greatest program yeah. on earth. Yeah, it's like lately it's it doesn't do it the auto fill ins anymore. Like there there's some people yeah. that you'll tweet them like so many times and they don't they don't pop up. Then it's like even though I tweet them so many times, like what's their name again? You know, they got some weird whatever Twitter name and yeah. Then I got to pull out my phone and look them up there, and it's like. Ugh. And it's just so, these are the pressing issues, really. Mm-hmm. Like these are the hard, the cold hard facts. Is that it's difficult to tweet sometimes. Yeah, and that's just unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right, let's talk. Um, let, let's shift to to your your comic book writing. Sure. So, um, so was Footprints your first published? Um, yeah, my first published comic for sure. 
I mean, I, you know, I've always done like mini comics and, and stuff like that, but Footprints was the first one that was, I guess you could call official. Um, we kickstarted that back in early 2011, ended up getting put out through 215 Inc. Which I supported. Uh, so for people who think we don't get along. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that was, those were the early days yeah. of my time at IGN. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but that, the trade ended up coming out early 2012. Um, and you know, it's, it was well received mm-hmm. from, from my, from my perspective. Um, and it, it opened up some doors for me. So I, I love that book. We always wanted to do more, but it's just, I don't think it's financially viable at the moment. Um, but if you haven't checked out footprints, it's going to be on comiXology soon. I'm not, haven't gotten a date yet. Um, but it is in the, in the works. That's so cool. hopefully they'll be easier to purchase at some point. And what about like physicals? Are those like, um, you can get physical trades from 215inc.com. They have a, a nice little shop on there. Uh, I think it's 15. It might be on sale still. Um, you can also get like a PDF if you want for it's like $2 or $3. I think we're on Iverse as well. Um, and then if you see me at a convention, chances are, if, even if I'm not set up like with a table or whatever, I probably have copies on me. And you can, you can, you know, we can do a backroom deal that way. <laughs> As I sell you stuff out of my bag in the parking lot, um, but yeah, I mean, I think digital is going to be the the easiest way to get this book at this point. Okay, then I think your next thing was was that Grim Leaper, where you did that backup. I had a backup in uh, in Curtis Weeb's uh, Grim Leaper from Image. Yeah, I was in issue number one. It was just the the in each issue had like a sort of different take on a love story. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the whole series was basically just one giant twisted quantum leap dark comedy love story, um, but that mine I I lucked out because I I had done it uh, about six months earlier. A group of uh, indie creators and myself did this thing where you know you get a topic and then you have one week to create a five page comic from you know idea to finished product, hmm. and the um. The topic we were it was the plan was to do like you know one a month or something, but it was just <laughs> it didn't work out that way. It's the only one that we did because it was just two. Ended up being so like work intensive that we just never got around to doing it again. Hmm. But this one project that came out of it was our topic was Jack Kirby, um, and so everyone uh, you know expectedly sort of did like the fourth world kind of stuff. But uh, we went the route of the old. Um, romance comics that he did with joe simon Mm -hmm. and so we had that worked up already and then curtis asked me if i wanted to do this backup and i was like sure here you go (laughs) that's all it's all done um so that that was good for us because we lucked out and got into issue one which had you know multiple printings and stuff so that's the only one i read oh i I hate i'm I'm ashamed to admit that because i i saw it i i didn't even know you were you're in in the book um Mm -hmm. It, it caught me off guard because I was, I like trying to, the image books, you know, that the, there's so many great like issues or series that they put out. So it's like, you know, I try to catch all, especially when there's a number one. Yeah. And then I just uh, haven't been able to keep up. It's okay. It's all right. I won't tell Curtis, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, that's the only one that matters, right? Right. I mean, and that's, <laughs> and that's the thing is obviously like, like you, a lot of people only pick up the number one. So I'm, Really happy. Not that the other issues weren't great, and the other backups were also great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm excited that I we managed to snag that issue one backup because yeah. you know I got got some eyeballs. Hopefully, yeah. 
Um, and then I, I also had the, the Zenoscope book that I did that came out last year. Um, I don't have too much to say about it, but it's it was a five-issue miniseries, uh, sort of like a little action event comic kind of thing called Bad Girls, um, which was fun. And then that trade came out uh, in February, it's like a month, month and a half ago or so. So, and now I'm just sort of working, plugging away in a whole bunch of other stuff and new projects and pitches and some things I can't talk about, which is, I love saying that, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, um, so you, you have Pawn Shop mm-hmm. that, that's in the works. Pawn Shop we kickstarted last summer. And, um, and it passed its goal. It passed its goal. And so right now, everything's all, I mean, the script and everything has been done for a while. And Sean von Gorman, who's the artist, um, he has a book called The Secret Adventures of Houdini out at Alterna Comics. But he's plugging away at the art right now. And that's a, a full-color graphic novel, about 100 pages. And it's basically like a slice-of-life story about living in New York City. And uh, there's each chapter is focused on a different character, all unrelated for the most part. And um, just sort of how their lives intertwine through this one central location, which is a pawn shop. Um, located in a fictional block of New York City. Now, did you live in New York? I lived in Queens for a while. Um, I lived in Brooklyn for a month, <laughs> which is a whole other story. Um, but I went to school on Long Island, and you know we would go to the city all the time. And um, I just—it's a—it's a city that I never fully appreciated. I don't think while I lived there, I was in New York for seven years, um, and then I moved out to LA for IGN, and it's just sort of like. Especially if you compare New York to L.A., they're just so two drastically different cities in mm-hmm. so many different ways. Um, that I never really appreciated, I guess, what I had in New York. And so this story, I mean, there's other personal aspects to it, but a lot of it comes from sort of like an apology letter, I guess, to New York, <laughs> which is weird to say. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah, because everyone who's from New York, they're, you know, they're always like, it's, you know, it's the best city in the world and this and that and New Yorkers and this Mm-hmm. And because and, you know my, my wife's from from upstate New York, so you know she's she's got some of that uh, you know attitude as well. And then, and then Sarah, right. you know she she talks about it you know sometimes, and it's just like you know I I I, I guess I don't really understand it, and it, it seems like it, it's just New Yorkers that are really passionate about the city. Because right. you, you know I, I grew up outside of Chicago, and you know I thought it was a great city. You know, I, I still love the city, but I would never like get in an argument with someone that's like, it's like, no, Chicago's better than, than Topeka or, you know, something. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, it, is there someone that's arguing that? <laughs> there might be. I mean, <laughs> I mean no offense to any Topeki, Topekians, Topekians or, um, <laughs> which, which I felt kind of bad. Cause, um, I guess there's actually a, a city called carefree. Cause in, um, in Nova, Sam Alexander's from carefree. I don't, I don't even know what state, if it's the actual city or not. So I, I kind of poked fun, um, just because someone suggested it on Twitter that, you know, it's like a lazy town name or, you know, they're, they're just like carefree, you know, they don't care. It's, it's you know, carefree. And, <laughs> yeah. But, but now if like there actually is a carefree, it's like, oops, you know, sorry. You offended a whole population, Tony. Yeah. yeah we'll see our traffic's going to down now. <laughs> Good job. Um, so but no, you're, you're right. I mean, I, th- but I think that's part of the New York attitude too. You know, I mean, a lot of people, if it's your hometown, you're going to defend it. I wouldn't defend my. I'm from Massachusetts, like 40 minutes outside of upstate New York, but my mom's from Brooklyn, and so it's always been a part of our family. We have lots of family uh, down in Long Island and in the city. Um, 
So yeah, I think that's just part of being a New Yorker is is defending New York in that way. Almost like the the doth protest too much or something maybe. I don't Could know. be. <laughs> <laughs> now, no. Would you ever defend L.A. to anyone? No, no. I would just like if they if they were like, I hate L.A. Like, like you win. All right, you're you're right because L.A. is terrible. And no, and I know I, I know lots of people that love L.A. But when I moved here, someone told me it takes you about a year, a year and a half before you're totally like comfortable in it. And like can enjoy it for what it is. I've been here over two years, and I still hate it every second. <laughs> like there's some there's some cool things to do, like lots of the, the screenings and you know the yeah. film series and stuff they do, and like uh, in Hollywood and whatever. Those are cool. I love. Just last night, I was at you know a screening of Gun Crazy and Perlafu, which is like something I could never do anywhere else. These old movies, you know, but. Mm-hmm. That aside, and that, even that, I tweeted yesterday. I was like, I was down there at the Egyptian Theater, and it's on Hollywood Boulevard, which is like the worst place on earth. <laughs> it's just so miserable. It's worse than like being in Times Square. Oh, man. So, yeah, I just, so that, you know, there is cool stuff, but you still have to deal with LA. Yeah. So, now, um, so when, when this goes up, so WonderCon, for people listening, WonderCon was last weekend, but for us, it, it's this coming weekend. It's still in the future. Yeah, so that always messes because, like, you know, you're you're talking, we're time traveling, and you know all that. <laughs> so uh, now, are you going to be like like driving back and forth, or yeah, know, since it's so close, that's like the the downside. Yeah, that's the the bummer. I mean, my first WonderCon was the last one they had in San Francisco, mm. which was which was great. Yeah, um, I just, two blocks know, our, from my office. Yeah, see, that's and that's awesome. Um, and we had. I mean, our office, our main office for IGN is in San Francisco. Um, so, you know, I, you can stop by there and, and see those people that you only get to see once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, San Francisco is just a cool town. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so last year when they moved it to Anaheim, it was just driving back and forth, which isn't terrible. It just becomes an issue when you want to do, you, you know, hang out a- and after hours things. Yeah, like and, and, playing checkers and... And, yes. and having comic debates exactly so you want to do that stuff and then you realize like last year i was there hanging out and it was like one in the morning i was like "Ugh, i gotta drive another hour mm. <laughs> go all the way home or whatever but at the same time it's it's a smaller show mm-hmm. so it's sort of more relaxed i guess than say you know san diego or new york or something where you have to be at the convention center at eight o'clock to get your day started you know so it's a little bit more lax yeah i just hope the weather is better or is or was better than last year last year was terrible last year i think it was saturday it was pouring rain yeah yeah that was like that's nuts yeah the parking was i got there i think i had an interview with like jim lee or something (laughs) like something pretty important that Mm -hmm. i had to go do and i got there and the the main parking structure was full up so i had to park at disneyland uh and then run across the street in the pouring rain. So I show up at DC's booth. I'm just like sopping wet and disgusting. <laughs> just like, sorry, this is this is what you get today. Oh well. Yeah, but it's weird. Like like you said, or I don't remember if you said it while we were recording before, but like Marvel not not having a strong presence there. Yeah, there's there, I don't there's no Marvel panels. I don't think there's any image panels. That's crazy. Uh, Dark Horse and IDW are, are doing stuff, and DC is doing stuff. Um, but yeah, it just seems like... I, I, I get it, I guess. 
I mean, especially with San Diego so close, and plus D twenty three and D twenty three is the other thing is that Marvel. I mean, why not? Like, <laughs> take yeah. advantage of that. Yes, yeah, so, someone was speculating. I, I forget who and where, but they're saying that, like, maybe even at San Diego, they're they're probably not going to do that much because you know they're going to save all the big guns for D twenty three. Yeah, exactly. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Plus, they did stuff at South by Southwest. Yeah, I just feel like they're. It's very obvious to me that they're moving. They're trying to move in that direction of of beyond just the comics crowd. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, I think that's why they'll still be at San Diego indefinitely because there is more than just a comics crowd there. Yeah. But things like WonderCon and uh, Emerald City, you, you you see them pulling out of that more and more. Mm-hmm. I'm in favor of things like D23, and I, I'm also curious to see what will happen to celebration if they'll if in terms of like oh, yeah. i think i think celebration will always have something mm-hmm. but news wise i feel like they're gonna start gearing star wars news for d23 as well yeah uh, but i mean we'll see i think star wars maybe just be too too big of a thing to not have its own <laughs> convention yeah. always yeah but, but interesting I, interesting time yeah but at least dc still dc still at, at WonderCon, but yeah because yeah, they're it's at it. they're at Emerald City, yeah. And I think I think they have more legwork to do when it comes to connecting with uh, jaded fans at this at this at this juncture. Uh, <laughs> you you wanna do you want what you, what are your thoughts on um on on let, let's just start with Superman. It's like why and and you know obviously we're just just going with what what's publicly known. Um, right. it, I, I just, it just seems weird that that character or, can't, can't catch a break. Yeah. It's, and it's like, you know, that, 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 that series or, you know, not, not actually, I take that back now. I'm getting mixed up now. So like super, the <laughs> Superman series struggled from the beginning and, you know, so now, you know, Lobdell's on there and, and, you know, he seems to be, um, I, th- I think people are happy with, with, with that from, from what I'm hearing for the most part. Um, some, some people might be, <laughs> might yeah, be happy. Yeah. The only, the only super, I like I, action comics, is a weird one for me the the Grant Morrison action comics just because like issue number nine for example I think most people really loved and I I love that issue I think it's fantastic that's the the President Superman mm-hmm. alternate Earth one and then there's other issues that have you know it's just very hit or miss like it's not I, I don't not like the series but it's just it, it wasn't always on yeah I think the, the that last issue the concluding issue was was a lot of fun I think that worked well. And uh, a lot of the backups are what I enjoyed the most. But um, besides that sort of like hit or miss aspect of action comics, the only Superman book that I've really enjoyed consistently is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And even that w- with the Hell on Earth crossover, I just skipped all yeah. because I just do not care. I just <laughs> I just realized I was like like Hell on Earth is over. I was like, holy crap! I did, I never read the last part. I was like. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter, I guarantee you. You can pick up the book. You could you could stop reading. This is what I did. You stop reading. I read. I think the first issue of the hell, whatever hell on earth was, whatever that fell in. I think it was Superman. And then I was just like, nope, not doing it. And I skipped. And Supergirl came out this past week, and it was fine. I didn't need to know anything that happened in Hell on Earth because it's just who cares. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hate to, I hate to have that attitude because I really try not to, but it's been almost two years now, <laughs> and one out of four Superman books are really solid mm-hmm. for me. 
personally. Um, and I don't think that's a, a great ratio. So, so, so then we have Andy Diggle, which was like, like, okay, cool. You know, this is going somewhere. And then it's like, before it even started, it's like, nope. See, oh man. And that, that preview that they released, uh, the one that was in the back of the books, uh-huh. uh, all the sites ran ahead of time with yeah. the, you know, I, I don't, I don't throw the first punch, but I'll always throw the last or whatever. That preview, was, I was so excited. Yeah. Cause to me, that was just, that was Superman. Yeah. For the first for the first time really in the new fifty two, you mm-hmm. know. Um and, alas. I, and I'm a fan of, of Tony Daniel. I it, it seems like you know, he's kinda hit or miss with some people. And I think he's he's hit or miss when it comes to his writing, mm-hmm. it seems. Or when he's doing both. Yeah. Yeah. Um although I wasn't too fond of Hawkman when he was doing that. Yeah. Um but I didn't keep up with it. Yeah, I, I read the first couple and I'm like, I I'm not sure what's going on and yeah, yeah there's, there's 51 other titles to try to figure out. <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, for as far as action goes, he'll be working off of uh, Diggle's plot or whatever. Yeah. I, I really think that their story will be entertaining. If At the very least, it'll be pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I am curious to see what happens, you know, who the next team is that they announce because they're going to have to do it soon. Yeah, if uh, that's the next round of solicitations is is for that month. So, yeah, it's, I just hope it's a it's a big. I like I want to read. I want to see the announcement and be like, oh, okay, yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially mm-hmm. this this summer is going to be so Superman centric. It's yeah. crazy. Just take advantage of that. Yeah, I think what I think the problem is. I think it's the the lack of underwear on the outside. <laughs> okay, it could be. It's you know, you know? He, he can't catch a break in a new fifty two. It's true. Oh man, I, I don't know. I just don't get it, and he's my he's my all time favorite character, and it's just so heartbreaking. My my two favorite characters in superhero comics, period, are Superman and Catwoman, mm. and so oh man, I'm the new sorry. 52 right now is it's really hard for me sometimes. Uh. Like I, I love I love Batman, you know, I love I Vampire, I love a lot of the books, I love Justice League Dark, but like my two favorite characters are just totally getting screwed. Damn. Oh well. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll, I'll try to pick up Catwoman and just you know see what's going on, and yeah. and I I was I was curious <laughs> with the, with with the last issue because um well first I I open it up she's on a motorcycle she's wearing this big huge helmet with like a like a tiger or something on on there uh-huh. and she has her goggles on under underneath the helmet. So it's like, you know, double protection for her eyes. Just in case. Yeah. And then it's like, I see, I didn't, I didn't read it yet. And I actually took it home over the weekend. I was like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to read this because something other than that, besides the, the helmet and the goggles, caught my, my interest. But then like Superman, or not Superman, Batman drives up to her next to her on, on a motorcycle. He like kicks her, like knocks her off the bike. I'm like, what a jerk. <laughs> I haven't read that yet either. Uh, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to see where it went, and it it didn't didn't it didn't, didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't go anywhere. I do that once in a while, or I'll I'll take like like five comics home over the weekend, and it's just like, and I'll maybe I'll read one or two. And, yeah, uh, it, it's nuts. Uh, it's hard, man. Like that's those characters are the ones I I find myself just rereading my favorite stories, mm-hmm. you know, instead, and just be, and it's fine. Like I'm content with that. You know, like eventually we'll get more good stories with these characters. I, I don't doubt that. Yeah. But, but right now it's just not, not my bag. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I I try, I try not to be like the angry internet guy where oh, you, know, yeah, totally, you but... complain, but and I, I think because you know I've been reading for so long, you know, you, you see like the cycles, and you know there there'll be times where it dips down yep. and it's bad, and 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 you know just like you know everyone complaining about you know where where is this character, where is that character, and it's like I guess you just got to be patient, and it sucks, yeah. but you know hopefully at some point you know you'll like what's what's happening and. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I think there's a difference between being the, the angry internet complainer guy and having legitimate criticisms. And I, I don't think anyone would, would disagree with anything that we're saying mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, I know people are enjoying Superman and stuff, and that's great. I'm happy for you. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, but in terms of, like, the characters that we're waiting for, yes. I mean, I think they'll all eventually be reintroduced. It might not be in a fashion that you're okay with, but superhero comics, if nothing else, have a great track record of things just reverting to the sort of the classic status quo, mm-hmm. you know, of how things generally are thought of. Yeah. And I, I don't think this will be any different. It might be years down the line or once, you know, sort of the executive team starts shifting around at DC and, you know, who knows really, but, it is like you said. It's a cycle, and this is a, 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 some downtime yeah. for for a lot of characters. So. Yeah, because you know I, I've said it so many times, and people are probably sick of hearing me say it. But it's like you know DC or even like Marvel. You know, like unused characters. The publishers aren't going to throw these characters away. You know, right? Because every character is, is a potential franchise, or you know, even if you want to look like like a Hollywood movie or something like that. So you know, like your your Wally West or your Cassandra Cain's, whoever you know they. They're not just going to say, yeah, I don't like this character personally. Let's just get rid of them, even though there are fans that that might like it. So, Right. And in the case of the, if if there was to be someone that's like, I just hate this character and we're never going to use her again, um, eventually that person probably won't work at the company anymore. And someone else will come in and be like, why aren't we using this character? You know. And then after that guy, someone else will be like, no, I hate that character. Let's get rid of them. It's just going to go like that. But like you said, everything is a potential. Look at Deadpool, mm-hmm. right? Deadpool is this whatever character, and he gained popularity with the fans, and now he's is getting his own video game this week, or not this week? That would be crazy. <laughs> this this uh, this year, yeah. And you know, apparently the movie's still in the works and whatever. So it's it's you know, you never know what character is going to connect. Yeah, and clearly the ones that they try and force to connect just never never really catch on yeah. but and and it's also saying a lot that deadpool hasn't been obliterated after x-men origins yeah exactly if you can endure that which i will be honest with you i still have not seen uh. But I only hear terrible things. But I'm saving it for like a, I want to do like a live tweet event or something for before the Wolverine comes out and just sort of watch it for the first time and see if I hate it as everyone else seems to. I'm not sure what <laughs> I think about the Wolverine. I did that that they released that uh the teaser second the tweezer as yeah. you called it um which was today which was like a week ago for everyone listening mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, the trailer's but, already out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, you for saw the whole like, trailer. What are you and talking I, about? It I know what, how it ends. <laughs> Um, but I, it looked cool. I liked that that Gene showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of cool little hints in there. So yeah. I, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I, again, it's a it's a caution thing. But I felt that what burned me was X Men First Class because I was so like anti that movie. 
I was like, oh, they they threw that movie together so fast, it's going to be so terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then I really, really liked it. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut regarding X-Men properties from now on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, – I, the, the Wolverine, I mean, the, the posters aren't looking that great. There's a, there's a lot yeah. of like some bad photoshopping going on and, and – you know, it's like, are we just going to get like angry Wolverine the whole time? So it's yeah, uh, yeah, that's a that is a concern because I mean, I think that's what people, that's what studios think people want, right? Mm-hmm. It's angry badass Wolverine, Berserker barrage. Yeah, exactly. But we'll see. I th- I think uh, hopefully we'll be we'll be surprised. Yeah, and I just I have no idea for days of future past. It's like there, there's like a million different characters in that movie now, and yeah. See, I'm not too concerned. I feel like they're making a big deal out of bringing this whole the old cast back and stuff, but I really think they're going to be at most glorified cameos. Maybe yeah, I hope so. characters will be, you know, real integral parts to the, to the story. But I, I think we'll just be like, oh, there's whoever, there's Iceman. Hey. Yeah. And that'll be it, you know. Uh, so I w- I wouldn't worry too much about bloating the cast. Yeah. But I was I was just ticked at how they use Psylocke in the third movie. She's oh she is in the third movie. Yeah, huh? and I didn't even know until the credits. You know, it's like <laughs> here here's this you know this Asian female mutant gets gets disintegrated or whatever, and then it's like that's it, and then you see in the credits Phoenix or not Phoenix Psylocke. I was like. That that ticked me off. It, yeah, that's such a bummer too, especially now. Like after I saw like in the comics right now, it's just so great. Yeah, and it's you know she probably won't be back. But I, I say what you will about X three, uh, Fraser Crane, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer as Beast is just fantastic. I, I uh, after I saw it, I said this would have been a good superhero movie if it wasn't called X Men. Yeah, you know if if they didn't like kill professor x and or you know have him do his brain transfer thing and you know <laughs> that's right it's like what's going on so i mean there there's some really nice elements in in the movie but i haven't seen it since it came out so I, I, maybe i'm i don't think i have either i think maybe before first class came out i know they were they, like they were showing all of them on tv or whatever i think i caught some of x3 <laughs> but they were in the woods and magneto was talking or like giving a, a speech or something and i was like this is Ugh, I'm turning this off now. But I do remember really, really liking uh, Beast and Kitty Pride as well. Yeah. So, nah. Yes. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on on the X Men comics these days? You know, I I gotta say, I've never been a huge X Men fan. But that was always the the one comics franchise that I found impenetrable, just like continuity wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but X-Men comics right now are my favorite superhero comics Yeah, as a, as a whole, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm loving Daredevil and Hawkeye and stuff, but as like a, a sort of branch of a certain superhero universe, the X-Men titles are just almost across the board. Fantastic. Um, I love all new X-Men and uncanny X-Men. I love Wolverine, the X-Men. That's just a blast. Um, so I'm, I'm super satisfied. I, I've been a little let down with Wolverine and X-Men last really? couple issues. Yeah, I don't know. It's something um, – I didn't read the, the last one with, with Dog, I, um, with his return. I haven't, I haven't read that one either, to okay. be honest. But the, it, uh, the Frankenstein, the, the circus one, that arc, yeah. was kind of like, meh. Yeah, but that, yeah. In general, I just 
brew, man. Ugh, I love them. Yeah. Love, love me some brew. But that that's the thing. It's 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 like we, we talk about that on our other podcast uh, last time, I think, or maybe it was – I don't know. Anyways, um, so, you know, I, I guess, you know, people should know what happened. If You know, it's not like it's a spoiler at this point. But, you know, this horrific thing happens to Brew, and then we get this revelation, you know, we, we see. And then it's like the next issue, he's tied up, you know, in, in a chair in the Blackbird, and it's like – I felt like I missed something. So. Yeah. Well, you ever, have you read past that? Have you seen what Brew's like now? Um, actually, I, I don't. Cause I, I remember when they went to the Savage Land. Uh. And then I, that, I think that was it. I don't think I've read the last couple. Well, Brew's like all feral and stuff now. So he's like straight up brood and just like mean and wants to eat everybody. Mm. Which is obviously a stark, stark contrast with yeah. how he was before. So I think that's interesting. But it's actually a funny story because at New York Comic Con um, was that issue where that happened to brew in the first place. When I was with Eric, the jerk we were talking about earlier, <laughs> um, in our in the hotel room, and we had just gotten the comics for the week, and he was just flipping through stuff, and he accidentally flipped to that last page of <laughs> brew with his head blown off. And he was just, he just got so sad so fast. And I was like, what, what happened? He's like, you don't, you don't want to know. Just read the issue first. And I was like, no, I want to, I want to share your pain. You know, we're friends. I want to, I want to take some of that burden off you. And so he showed me and we were both just sad sacks for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's tragic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go back to Superman. What do you think about um, Superman Unchained? As a title, I think as a title, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I, I get the beyond. See, here's the thing: I'm sure there'll be an issue where it's like Jim Lee's interpretation of the classic, you know, Jim uh, Superman bursting out of chains. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, like, what's the what's the connection there? Or to tie to Django Unchained because it's so popular? I don't. I just don't get it. I don't know. I mean, like, is is Superman on the chain ever? I mean, maybe DC wants to sell more, you know, the 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 Django or Django Unchained comics, and <laughs> I guess the trade will be out by then. It's just, uh, I mean, the the title is silly, but I'm super super excited for the book itself. Yeah, it's it's that's nuts. I mean, I I do understand why I guess they're not going with Man of Steel. You know, that seems to make the most sense, and that's what everyone thought it was going to be called. Yeah, but I guess with the movie coming out. You know, you don't necessarily want people to think it's a adaptation of the movie because then people might be like, "I'll st- I'll stay away from that" because you know, comic adaptations don't tend to go that great. Sometimes. Yeah, it's just a, it's a weird thing of like, but if that's the case, who are who are they concerned about? Because comic book fans that read comics every week are going to know better anyway. They're mm-hmm. going to know what's up. They're they're paying attention to previews or to you know our sites or wherever they get their news from and just seeing the the cover and the names you, know, you see snyder and lee yeah exactly and the people that know the creators are they know like it's it's a legitimate thing and it's not just some cash in but at the same time people that they're trying to get from the movie i think it would make more sense for it to be called man of steel mm-hmm. just in sort of a name association thing i don't think those people necessarily connect you know movie tie-ins to bad comics as the way hardcore comic book fans might. Yeah. Um, and that's also not always the case, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Django Unchained one, I think is, is pretty fantastic. 
for you know while we're while we're on the unchained yeah. line of comics at DC. Um, but I think that's a great example of of a of a tie-in book being great and just general licensed properties like IDW right now mm-hmm. and their licensed books are all just killing it. Yeah, I love all those books. And ten years ago, I was like, oh god, you're gonna get that license and do comics on that that's going to be a disaster but it's just i don't think that has that connotation anymore yeah boom studio is doing a good job too especially like yeah. with, with the kids stuff with the kids books yeah, yeah totally those are good and planet of the apes have been good yep so i don't need to see that and that's another great example is i don't even like not that i don't like i'm not a huge planet of the apes fan like i, I don't you know oh man i don't i don't know besides the first movie i don't know which movie is beneath the planet of the apes which ones escape from you know i just it's not my i think it's like the second and third it's not <laughs> nerd <laughs> <laughs> but but i love the i love the comics and that's mostly because i love gabriel hardman's work oh yeah you know so it's just i think i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to get at but there i think there is a, a larger lesson there yeah. i showed um the first I think three movies to my daughter. She's she's nine now, and and she was like getting upset. You know, the the first movie doesn't end that well. Does it, did it just blow her mind? And she was just kind of like, Ugh. and then <laughs> and then the, the second movie. I mean, I'd, I feel like you just destroyed your daughter's optimism yeah. for life. And then, but I was, I was like, no, you know, then you know, we watch the second movie, and and I don't know if you saw the second movie, but that has like an even worse ending. And then she was just like, she just couldn't. Believe, I'm like. No, but the the third movie, you know, it's 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 come on, it's not that bad. And then <laughs> totally redeeming. And then the third. So I don't know if you saw the third movie where um, um, I'll spoil it because obviously the movie came out what like seventy one or come something. Come on, it's thirty years old. <laughs> so what happened? Because at the end of the second one, the, like the planet blows up, but three of the chimps, um, they they travel back in time. So they, they end up in like nineteen seventy one or whatever. And um, like Roddy McDowell, his character, and and his his Zira, his wife. And then they end up having a baby and things don't go well. And then, you know, but the baby survives, but it, but it doesn't look like it did. And, and Ricardo Montalban was in it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but she like, she, I mean, the ending was, was pretty brutal of the third one. She didn't like that, but I was like, no, but the baby's still alive. And she's, just, I don't, I don't think she wants to watch <laughs> the next one. <laughs> I feel like any hope for your daughter's future is just like, you just tossed out the window. She's, she's never going to watch Planet of the Apes. Anymore. She's just lost any interest in in the future because it's going to be like Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Well, I so. could show her the Marky Mark version. <laughs> <laughs> then she just lost all hope for cinema. Yes, I forget it. So either way, you just you screwed. Um, speaking of Gabriel Hardman, did you read um, Star Wars Legacy? I did actually, just uh, last night. Now, uh, did you read the other Legacy volume? No, I mean. Off and on, like I remember picking it up when it first started, and I sort of, you know, I cut it after a while. So I have no idea, like in terms of what's happened in that era. Yeah, that's um, how I, I felt because I, I always wanted to, and because I, I don't like all the Star Wars comics. You know, I always say they're right. they're hit and miss. But yeah, I thought that was a, a neat concept. It's like so far in the future, you know, just just seeing all this, and you know, with, with um, you know. I guess his name's Cade Skywalker. I was calling I always yeah. call him Kade, and people are like, "That's not his name." Um, I don't. Cade. Cade. I, just, say, I would say Cade. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what I've been corrected because I always call him Kade, whatever. <laughs> um, so I thought that was you know interesting. You know, he's a Jedi and he's a smuggler and you know all that. And 
but it's like I, I never I, I bought all the issues, but I never read them all. And I, it was like always one that I would I would set aside, you know, so I had this like Star Wars legacy stack. It's like, OK, I'm, I'm going to get to these. I'm going to get to these. And then yeah. then that stack got filed somewhere. And I, I don't even know where the stack's at. <laughs> right. Now. I actually went through that this weekend, not to get off topic, but, you know, I have a stack of like like you just uh, I'm not going to read that right now, but I'll get to it. And then eventually you realize you have 15 issues that you need to catch up on. And you're just like, you know what? Screw it. And you just put them away. So it's like I'm trying to weed through that stuff and figure out what books that I'm buying now are going to be that book mm-hmm. in another year. Um, but like the the new legacy, I, I did enjoy and I think it speaks to it to some degree. Um, I don't know how you felt about it, but I enjoyed it a lot and I have no affinity for legacy like that era in general mm-hmm. um but I, I thought it was really easy to get into it sort of brings you up to speed really quick um there's a little bit too much like exposition stuff but i thought the the new character they introduced was fun and uh his <laughs> her little mon calamarian sidekick mm-hmm. mon calamar however you want to pronounce that um he was he was a ton of fun yeah. and plus it's hardman art so you know yeah yeah can't so- go wrong there I mean, when when I saw he was was working on it, and I was like, yeah, of, of course. So I, but you know, someone did bring up a good point. It's like, I mean, I don't know how much of the expanded universe, how you know, if if you've read any of those, um, yeah. But it's like, how could there be another solo when currently there are no male, you know, spoiler, there's no male <laughs> solo children. So, um. So unless they have another. There isn't. Um, I thought there was one. Well, there, there were. Okay, they had the first two were twins, Jason and Jaina. Right. And then the the then they had Anakin. Right. And there's only Jaina left. So there, there's a big spoiler there. People are. It's it's been out for so long. Um. So the the way the where the books are at now. Because I I, I I I try to read them and you know if sometimes I'll I'll, I'll do them on on audio, um they're they're about thirty years or so after like Jedi, right? Because I I think Jane is like like in her early thirties, so you know they're they're talking about like like Han and Leia are like maybe in their you know their sixties, you know seventies almost, and and right. yet are aliens so maybe they age a little differently, you know not aliens I guess they are aliens but so it's like maybe they'll have another kid at some point. You know, another male solo. But couldn't couldn't the daughter have a kid and she would be solo? I guess if she like didn't marry, if or if her husband took her name. Well, we don't we don't know, right? Yeah. So maybe after the point of of their, you know, in between these two things, something happened. Someone someone did it. Someone did the deed. <laughs> Shout out a new solo baby, and that's where that line came from. Yeah. I'm Cause, just assuming because if we're talking 138 years, there's probably Two two generations, maybe. Yeah, I would say three. Yeah. So right, yeah. So we'll I don't know. See. That's interesting, but I I did like that she sort of has Hans, you know. Well, she shot first. Attitude. She she did shoot first. Yeah. Like, and speaking of shooting first, uh, did you read the last issue of Brian Wood Star Wars? Yeah. Where Han just blasts that dude. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's a that's a make good for. Yep. For all those fans that hate that stuff, yeah. Um, but that series, I, I think, is fantastic. Yep. And um, the last Darth Vader miniseries was just so good. Mm-hmm. The the Ghost uh, 
not the ghost ghost prison yeah um i love that book i yeah. thought that was fantastic I, i'm not big on the 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 knights of old republic comics for some reason i just i just never got into them no i no, and i i agree with you the knights the the only like expanded universe i just really like the the era of the movies you know like mm-hmm. i i love the idea of exploring in either direction and i think there's cool stories to be told but they always struggle to come up with great original characters that aren't just sort of like you know doppelgangers mm-hmm. of han luke and leia yeah or or whoever um but do you remember star wars empire mm-hmm. that book was awesome yeah i love that book yeah. Um, and dark, dark times, I was super excited for, but mm-hmm. then it just it took eight years to come out, and it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't very good. So, but the the current Brian Wood Star Wars, I think, is awesome, and uh, and the the new Legacy book, I did enjoy. So, yeah, it's it's I'm I, I just wonder what's going to happen with Dark Horse and Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be I I'm more curious about what happens to continuity and. I just want to watch people freak out. Yeah. Like if they're like, okay, all the dark horse stuff, nah, doesn't, it doesn't count anymore or something. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to lose their minds and it's going to be great. Yeah. Except for like when we get questions on, on podcasts and stuff and mm-hmm. some, like asking us to decipher things that I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just start a, start a third po- or another podcast. Just kind of the continuity podcast. Yeah. This- I, it could be its own it could be its own website, just yeah. like trying to track all that stuff down. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be. I think Marvel would do a great job with Star Wars comics, but I think Dark Horse is doing a great job yeah. right now and has been doing it for twenty years or whatever they've had a license for. So I just hope it. I, if if it does change over, I just hope it's in a in a way that's respectful to fans as well. Like. Fin- you know, finishing out whatever stories they have going and all that kind of stuff before the you know not just canceled and and moved on. Yeah, because I mean, it it seems optimistic that you know they they would start these two series, you know, Star Wars and Legacy, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, like like they're saying, like we're just gonna go, we're you know we're gonna keep our fingers crossed and you know hope things work out. Yeah, but, but at the same time, like when um when when Disney bought Marvel, you know, Boom Studios had like all the the like the Muppets and and like Mickey Mouse and you know all the Pixar you know they were putting out all these these comics because Incredibles comics yeah Wall-E comics Toy yeah. Story yeah because yeah, I mean I was getting all those for my daughter and you know they're they're great and you know even like the 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 Mickey and Donald comics were were fun mm-hmm. and then you know they they bought Marvel and the comics continued for a little bit and then they stopped. disappeared all of a sudden yeah <laughs> and and then Marvel I, I think what they they were reprinting some of the Boom ones. Mm-hmm. Which was yeah. kind of weird. Like I think they they reprinted some of the Cars comics. Which like why I don't I don't know. Um, but yeah. But and then I, I I think they put out a Muppets comic periodically. But it's like where's like the, the Mickey and Donald and Goofy and because I, I was talking to the, the Giant Bomb guys about those characters and you know how you know you got like Epic Mickey and all that stuff. But they're like you know kids today don't really know these characters. It's it's more like their parents or you know the older generations that are are trying to push all these characters on them because you know you don't you don't get a lot of of, of that stuff geared towards the the younger kids so much and right it's a, and it, it's 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 weird that Marvel doesn't Mar, actually Marvel doesn't really do a whole lot of kids comics you know they they have the Marvel Adventures which 
I don't even know. I don't think they. I don't even think they do that anymore. Yeah, I think those are. I, I they have I, the uh, like the ones based on the cartoons. Yeah, they got Ultimate Spider-Man because I remember I, I bought an issue because Nova was in there, mm-hmm. and my daughter she does not like Sam Alexander in a cartoon. Really, <laughs> really. He's he's just he's kind of like a smart ass, and he's like the competition. You know, he's he's always giving Peter a hard time, and yeah. she just doesn't. So then when I'm like reading the the Jeff Loeb Ed McGinnis comic and. I was like, look, it's Nova. And she's like, Ugh. I was like, no, it's not like the cartoon. He's, he's actually pretty cool. It's like, look at it. And I'm showing some of the pages and she's just kind of like, you know, like standing back. She's like, uh, maybe. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you, I, do you like that book? By I the do. Way? I, I, I do really like it. And I was just thinking like with the second issue, it's, it's like, why is this a, a T plus book? Cause yeah, and I, I'm sure it should be. It, it'll, there'll be something. And, and yeah, you have, you know, Gamora, who's a, assassin yeah. but you know it's it's such a fun book and, and the, the main reason i showed her is because you know rocket raccoon is in there and, and you know so she, you know she thinks he's the cutest thing and even though <laughs> he tried shooting him and so but it's he tried blasting him in the face yeah so it, it's like that that should be you know that that could easily be an all-age book that doesn't have to be you know because like the marvel adventure books i i've some someone sent this email explaining the story i can't remember it was like so bizarre and it's it sounded crazy and it's like i gotta find this issue like all this crazy stuff happening but i've always kind of steered away from like the marvel adventures because they they do kind of seem watered down it's like an an all-age book doesn't have to be like that you know you can have an all-age book that is all age that adults will would want to read too and you know not just I, I think like the Rocketeer books are a great example of that, and this is something we talk about and assemble all the time. It's just that, like you said, all ages literally means all ages. Like it's, it doesn't mean the kids' book, yeah. You know, and I think something like Rocketeer that's so free of continuity in every respect. You don't need to know anything other than this is a dude with a rocket pack. He has adventures, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and I think Nova especially Nova because it has this opportunity to build it's building from the ground up right you're seeing this character discover his powers and fumble around and all all that fun stuff like old school I, I compare it to old school Spider-Man yeah because he's a, this kid right it's a kid it's a young kid getting superpowers how do I deal with that you know and there's so much interesting stuff but I just the one weird thing about that another thing that we talk about is that it's very weird that Sam Alexander is so like blown away by the fact that aliens and superheroes exist in his world. Like there's no way that there's could be superheroes in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Like they're not on TV every five seconds, which that's weird. But besides that, like there's a great sense of discovery. I think that I think kids would really hook into if it wasn't uh, a T plus book, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what so do we know? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously nothing, but because I, I, I did bring this up, you know, on, on our, our other podcast, because of that, it it just seems like the T plus might, you know, keep it away from some people, and you right. know, I, I guess it comes down to whoever's buying it, you know, they're capable of reading it, making the choice, but there may be some parents who are going to just glance at it and you know say, nah, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get this kid or, or this book for my kid and. Yeah, and and then there's the other thing. It's like you know, two ninety nine for you know twenty pages. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if, if you know when I, I mentioned that, like you know, I got my haircut, and you know, I was telling the the hairdresser or whatever about that. You know, 
and they were blown away, you know, at, at the, the price of that. And it's it's a really high price point to ask for for entertainment for kids. That's they're gonna like tear up and draw all over it mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that stuff, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't I don't know. If there's a solution to that, but I mean I I see kids like with their parents' iPhones and iPads and stuff. And I'm just like, I would never give my seven-year-old kid this thing that costs almost a mm-hmm. $1,000 to own. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think Archie Comics does it right with the Digest books. Yeah. You know, because they, they have like a, like over 100 pages for, it's like three bucks or so. Yeah. And and that's what, what they need to do. And and even like the, the the Boom Studio books, I mean, they they seem to be doing well, but I I would even, you know, I I wonder who's buying those books, you know, besides yeah. me buying them for my daughter. Or, <laughs> but but it, I think that's a lot. A lot of those kind of books though are are geared towards people like you, like regular comic book readers that have kids now mm-hmm. and want to get their children into it, or you know, buy something that they can read with their kids. Yeah. I think that's the right approach. Yeah, since DC's canceling Superman, oh, Family man. Adventures, and like like Billy Batson, Power Shazam, that was a great comic. Such a such a bummer. That was the best Superman comic. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so great. Uh, uh, it's 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 like as as we get closer and closer to like the last issue, it's like I don't want to read it. Because you know, then it's going to be over. And <laughs> I don't want to go to bed because then it's going to be tomorrow. I know. I, I I have this weird thing when it's the last. Like I, I the, the the best example is when um when Futurama got canceled after during the fourth season, and yeah. and I just remember that it that that season at least I think that was like when I first moved out the to California, and the time slot it was on I think it was on at like six o'clock or something like that. And, you know, it, it kept getting, you know, preempted by like baseball or, you know, whatever sport. And so I, I think, I think it was before, I, yeah, it was, must have been before I had a, a DVR because I don't think they were out back then. So I was like, you know, videotaping some stuff and then, and then I had missed some and everything. And then finally, you know, it came out on DVD, but it's like, I don't want to watch the last few episodes because then there's not going to be any more. <laughs> <laughs> right but so it's like you know as long as i don't watch it there's always going to be a new episode for me so I, I, just, I just have this 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 weird thing where you can't live your life like that i never read the last um i zombie really because you know i i, I love mike allred and yeah. i was like you know it's over and you know and i don't i don't want it to be over but now he's got so much new work yeah go back and read it and then continue on yeah it'll all be okay yeah Okay, speaking of Michael Red, I do want to bring up the uh, awesome news of uh, the, the 66 Batman comic. Oh, yeah. Michael Red uncovers. Oh. What's your take on that? I'll, Mike Allred, that's all I, I need need to know. <laughs> and it's like, like you know, my comic shop knows, like, anything Mike Allred, set it aside. You know, I don't care what it is. And, and you know, I, I, I would love for him to be doing Madman, but, yeah. I, mean, I mean, FF with with you know matt fraction i mean it's just it's so great and you know i actually i i like ff more than fantastic four me too i think it's it's just it's such a fun book and just the two of them together i mean and that's another book going back to what we were talking about um my my co-host on assemble ben has has two kids and that's a book that he enjoys because he can read that with 
his kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's not FF and Fantastic Four too. Like it's not a kids book, but it's also not you know gruesome or heavily mature in any way. Like more than a superhero comic should be, and I think that's something Marvel is doing pretty well in a lot of their books. In you know Hawkeye too or Daredevil, they're they're sort of they're still mature, but I th- I feel like there's not objectionable content in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm reading a DC book with heads getting cut off every five seconds. Like it's if I was a parent, I would like questioning myself if I wanted to read that with a kid or like Batman, which I love. I love Scott Snyder's Batman, mm-hmm. but it's clearly not for kids. Yeah. You know, although I, I I tell my daughter to plots for those books, <laughs> like like people always get, but you, can, but you can dumb them down a little bit. Well, because the the whole thing when, I mean, because because my my wife she's like she doesn't want to hear about comics anymore. I mean, she she read some you know growing up and everything, but just living with me for so long, yeah. And you know, and and, and now it's like you know she she can't give me a hard time about it because obviously you know it's it's how I make my living and. So, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I'll read something and it's like, I, I, so I go to my daughter. I was like, this just happened. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I was, I was like, you know, the, the Joker was talking to, you know, Commissioner Gordon and, and he's, he's talking about, you know, that I was under your bed just listening to you breathe. And, <laughs> and people are like, you can't say that to your daughter. But I, I was like, the, but my, my, my defense with that is her, her bed, she has like this, um, like really thick frame. So a person couldn't crawl under. Or couldn't fit under her bed, so you know I was, I was like, I can explain this because you know she doesn't have to worry about that. But then her response was, she's like, but if it was a Joker cat, then he could go under my bed because <laughs> we recently, um, well, not recently, back in September, we got a cat and he was a little little skittish at first, so he spent a lot of time under the beds and yeah. So I think that's where she got that idea. I also like that he he could totally just cut off his own face and wear it again, but he couldn't squeeze your, himself under your no, bed. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're, you're a cruel parent. No, but but she. I mean, I I think part of it is you know she she knows her limitations. I think I know her limitations. And right. And you know when I I I first started reading Walking Dead, I was late to the game, and you know so I was getting to hardcovers. Um, and I I think it was it was like when the, the fourth hardcover came out, and you know, I was reading those. And when she saw those on my desk at home, it's like you know she knew. Not to not to you know look at those, right? And you know, and still like when when I talk about it, it's like it's like oh I got to watch Walking Dead, and she's just like she'll curl like curl her lips practically. You know, she <laughs> she has no interest in that. And it was actually funny. Um, last night I was like like looking at at our DVR in the living room, and I was like I got to clear some stuff off because um Mystery Incorporated the the Scooby Doo show. I don't know if you caught that. It's a great show. It's, it's, I haven't, but I hear from parents all the time that it's a great show. Yeah, it's 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 really it's a great take on it. So. But the, the way they did it, it's it's, it's ridiculous because um, Monday, so today or last week, they they're showing two new episodes, and then there's a new one on Tuesday, and on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. So it's like they're blowing through all these new episodes, which is ridiculous. I don't know why they do that rather than do it like one a week, you know, because the, the, yeah. then you have to wait longer till you know the, the next season or whatever. So you know, I'm, I'm like, I got to clear off my DVR. You know, I got to make some, some space. And she's like, you can get rid of Walking Dead. She's like, like, you don't need that under. She knows what she what she doesn't need. Well, and that and that's what you don't need. The DVR in the in the the living room. It's 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 virtually all cartoons under. That's awesome. We had coming over by the way. Well, I I ended up um I I deleted a bunch of the Green Lantern 
um, cartoon because for for some reason we we watched uh, the the two hour premiere because Cartoon Network sent over a screener for that and she liked it but there's something about it that just didn't click with her mm-hmm. so we kind of got behind it so you know that that started building up and it's like we still have some like Thundercats on. on Oh, on wow. the DVR, um, which that that was a, a cool show too, but you know that didn't make it. But we we missed one episode, didn't record. So I was like, okay, so you know we, we got to try to watch that one episode. So then there's like 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 five or six of them on a DVR still, yeah. and then, and then you know we record Adventure Time, and for a while they're they're showing that like you know a million times a week, and <laughs> and what what I don't like about how they do the show is like they'll. You know, they, they do the two episodes, so they'll do, like, a new episode, and then the second one is an older episode. Right. So then, then it's and, – and they mix it up. So it's not like episode 17 is going to be these two episodes. It's going to be a new one and then, you know, episode from, like, episode two or something like that. Right. So then, you know, you got all these Adventure Times on there, and then and we're watching – so we got to start watching it. And I never remember the names of them, and, you know, sometimes she does. But I was like, "Did we see this one?" We start watching it. And you're like, "Yeah, we saw this one. Okay, go to the next one." And so, yeah, my DVR is <laughs> trial and constantly error. like in the ninety percent full with with all all this stuff. So. I only just recently joined um, the cable owning crowd. Mm-hmm. Like I was living off of Hulu and and Netflix for a very long time, um, and then tax. I got my taxes back, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I can't. I can't like save this." Or something smart, so I'm going to get cable and HBO and stuff finally. Um, mostly because I, I love the Americans. Uh, you know, we had the screeners for the for the pilot first couple episodes, and I just wanted to keep up with it. And Bates Motel was starting, and all these shows I wanted to watch. Um, but now I have a DVR for the first time ever, like in my life, and uh, it's just so many great new things. It's just like I feel like a, a total boob, mm-hmm. just like sitting on the in my chair and just watching consuming all the television that i possibly can um but adventure time is one of those you know i always hear people raving about it but i can never watch it of course now it's it's coming to netflix soon but before it was just like i just this this thing that i heard about and saw increasing amounts of at and cosplay at conventions <laughs> like over the past two years it's been like oh there's a couple and then it's just steadily has grown like every five feet you can't not see adventure time um but in Gravity Falls is another kid show that Ben from uh, from Assemble introduced to me, which is just I just love that show. Yeah, I've only seen a couple of that. It's so fun, and that's a, a great like. It's so kids focused, but it's also like there's just so much humor that's clearly just for the adults. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. So, I mean, the, the problem with my daughter because she only watches, she only really watches TV like on weekends. So mm-hmm. we'll do like a couple episodes on saturday and a couple on sunday you know sometimes we'll do three episodes you know so it's like that's the other we get just backed up with with all the stuff when you know there's right. all these different shows and and she w- was really bummed about um young justice being canceled yeah and i i told her like right after um or is like right around the same time when superman family adventures was getting canceled because you know, oh, at first, God. and she's like, she's like, everything I like is going away. She's like, what's going on? <laughs> and you're like, life. That's how life yeah, works. That's the, the comic industry. <laughs> Prepare they, for your future. They, they, they go give. watch Planet of the Apes. <laughs> there's another one where. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean it. And and 
what, what, what gets me so, okay, Young Justice is going away. Everyone's upset because, you know, it's a great show. Right. We're getting a new Teen Titans cartoon. Which, like, okay, you know, that's cool. Um, but it's like a lot of people are like, it's like, well, I can't watch that because, you know, Young Justice got canceled. It's, but it's like, I don't really understand that, that logic so much. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, it's necessarily a, I don't, they never, I mean, I don't know if you know anything. I don't think they, they never made like a direct um, explanation why. But it, it's, I don't think they're going to say, okay, here's this cartoon that is successful, people like, we're going to cancel it and then just, you know, do something else. Yeah. And also, it's, and you look at the history of animated shows, it got a decent run. Yeah. It's not like it, you know, and Green Lantern is, I think, a different story, but Young Justice got, what, like 50 something episodes, which is pretty normal. Batman the Animated Series, I mean, the original run was about that length. Yeah. You know, and then it evolved into other stuff, but it's really a pretty normal length, I would say. I, I think they they start getting costly, and then and, and I'm sure like the voice actors after a while, you know, they're they're like, hey, okay, you know, we're in third season, it's right. a success, give me more money, right? And I think the part of it also was the like merchandising never really caught on for Young Justice, and you know they didn't have a whole lot. They had some action figures which were okay. I think they're a little little costly i mean action figures in, action figures in general. general man i uh i can't like I, i'm one of those i'm sure you're the same way but anytime you're in like target or whatever mm-hmm. check the aisle see what's there yeah and usually it's the same crap once in a while you'll find something sweet it's like 20 bucks for a figure but yeah it's just like ugh. like i i bought i found that the the marvel universe uh you know the three and three quarter mm-hmm. beta ray bill yeah which is the first one of those I bought in probably two years since they had that vintage old World War II cap one mm-hmm. that they did. That was the last one I bought before that. But it was ten bucks in Target, and yeah. it's like this is not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and it has to be a character or so, or something really cool for me to want to spend that money. And the same thing with DC's toys are awful right now. The Mattel stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like. Those new the target uh, exclusive whatever there's there's those target exclusives which are basically just repaints of the old Justice League Unlimited ones, um, like new fifty two styles. But there's also those I guess they replaced the DC Universe classics mm-hmm. with ugly new packaging and it's all like new fifty two and they have some Injustice ones too, which is like why those costumes are god awful. Why would you want to own a figure of that? Mm. But they're just no, they're not. They're, I don't know. They're just the the paint is terrible. They're just ugly. The packaging is boring, you know. And they're like seventeen dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I love the DC Universe classics. Um, yeah. I thought the the select, like the lineups were great, and I can understand. Like I still see Dove hanging around on shelves mm-hmm. randomly. You know, I, I I get the idea of that the, the 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 characters probably didn't sell that great. Certain ones yeah. like Dove or. Uh, Who's the other one I used to see all the time? I see um one oh, one of the metal men. I always forget. Yeah, yeah. And Kirby. they they put out that one line with like uh, it was like the Super Friends, like you know Bronze Tiger and yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like people don't know who these characters are. And, and I get those like those are those need to be those aren't supposed to be in Target. Those should be in in comic shops and you know specialty stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like then they had stuff uh, that that Batman line that they did. The, I forget what it's called, but it was, it was cool. Like I got a Catman figure, which was oh, awesome. yeah, 
Yeah. That line I thought was great. They were great, but but then it was there was almost like borderline like questionable, you know, molding or details like, you know, cuz like like I I debated over Batgirl. Yeah, you know, singers. It's like, "Oh, you know, cool, Batgirl figure. I don't have one, but I'm just looking at it and I just never never could and I think Mr. Freeze was a little a little weird. I only got Batman cuz he came with Batmite. Did he? Actually, I think no. I I there's a, a Kmart in my my town. I hate Kmart. Kmart. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, it's like the worst place to go to. In this one, um, but every once in a while, it's, it's like you know, I it's like I gotta find you know, I gotta go look at the toys. You know, it's, it's for work. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and I I think it actually was a Kmart exclusive where they had the the regular Batman figure, but he came with Batmite, and it, it wasn't like I don't think it was a new Batmite. I, I think he might have came from some other set somewhere down the line or, or something. So, you know, it's just like a repackaging thing, but I was like, that's yeah. cool. So that's pretty neat. I, the, uh, Mr. Freeze is the, the shelf warmer that I always saw for that, for that line. <laughs> uh, and then, um, I also do the, the, the Maddie collector. Um, yeah. I never, I never signed up. I did, but now I'm, it's just like, sometimes there's just like, it's, it's almost like the quality is kind of going down with those. Really? And because, like, uh, see, I think last month was like Phantom Stranger. And it's like, you know, it's cool. He, wasn't he in? They did him in a regular line. They did that? one, yeah, before. Because um, I, I think some, because I, you know, I, I post pictures on, online and I think some people commented that, that there was the other ones were better. Or because or, or, what I, I, try, I try to do when, when I post those, it's like, because, yeah, those, those sell out right away. You know, unless you're a subscriber, you know, it's, it's like yeah. virtually impossible to get those. But the, there's always a bunch of them on, on eBay and, and they're they're around, you know, 20 to 30 bucks. So it's they're not being that much you know marked up because they, they I think they, they they go for 20 bucks when they, they first release them. Right. And so I did see the other one, um, the, the first Phantom Stranger, but they did a, a Ralph Dibney figure was. Oh, really? Was March. Was he stretchy? Um, I'm trying to remember because I haven't opened them yet, and I think he, I think he, I know he has a longer arm, but I don't think it's it's I don't think you can really do stretchy so much anymore because they I don't know they have that that plastic man for the Brave and the Bold line. Remember he was oh, yeah, all like stretchy yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and you I mean, just, I like know, squeeze the legs or whatever, and you like, I don't know like, cost wise what that is, but because that was also in one of those. I don't think regular plastic man was like that. That was like in that playset with yeah. The, Superman or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the problem with the stretchy things is is over time. They, yeah. They because like I have a a Fantastic Four from like the Toy Biz from the nineties, and it's it, I remember those. It's like his his arms a little questionable. Like if you stretch it, it you know it might not go back. He might you know lose his arms. <laughs> oh toys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and and now it's it's like Lego. That that's 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 the good and the bad thing that there's all these really great Legos coming out. Yeah, or Lego. It's like a set for every every like franchise that I would have loved to have Legos for as a kid are now exist. I mean, it, it's crazy <laughs> that you have Marvel and DC Lego. Yeah, it's like Turtles. Yeah, Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. So it's They're like so expensive though. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly getting Lego and then you know putting them together and then taking pictures. Leave on 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 the, the counter. My, my my wife's like, "Are you done? Have you taken pictures of these yet? Can you can you put them away? Can you do something with them?" And then so it's it's like it's like they they made a Nova Lego 
you know, they did a, a Spider-Man set. And yeah, it was supposed to be Sam Alexander, but, you know. I, I, you can pretend it's not. Yeah. It's like, you can't tell. Because they, they, they also did, um, there's a Ultimate Spider-Man line of figures. They don't have a lot of articulation, but there is a, a Nova figure. And it does not look like Sam Alexander. It's, it's not a kid. I mean, it looks like regular Nova. Yeah. But they also did, like, the, the Iron Spider in that line. So I, I guess he was in an episode of, of the animated series. They, they use that, that suit. So it's always weird what, what they use or what, what they make. Yeah, it's always – it seems sort of arbitrary too sometimes. But I haven't watched that show yet. So uh, it's I'll get there. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah, that's, a, that's, it, right. that's the word in the street. I don't know if you're, <laughs> if, if you're familiar with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, not, I mean, I know what it is, but because okay, I and I've I've seen the movies because of my daughter, and but it, it kind of reminds me of that, and you know, because there there's a lot of like breaking the third wall, you know, or fourth wall, um, and a third wall, because you know, he <laughs> like the action will stop, and then he'll talk, and then there's like you know weird, you know, you see his his thought patterns, and you know, and it's it's it, it seems a lot of people are angry because it's not spectacular Spider Man, you know, it's 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 one of those situations where. But I mean, and yeah, the show's not perfect. It has problems, but you know, my daughter likes it because it's Spider-Man, and you know that that's like the only Spider-Man she'll get. So yeah, it's 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 unf- it's just it's it's a weird show, and you know, I, I get that they had to cancel Spectacular Spider-Man because that was Sony, and you know, Marvel for whatever reason, you know, they have to do their own thing, and you know, not bring over any of the other crew that show was so great yeah and uh and that's the other thing i never watched the last episode of that (laughs) but but the reason why (laughs) is is when when the last episode aired and something happened my dvr and it recorded the the video but there was no audio it was like it was like orchestral music it was like some weird and <laughs> and i was like because you know me and my daughter were gonna watch it and i'm like fast forwarding i was like is this whole episode messed up and and i don't know where this music came from but there is there's no dialogue and it wasn't to the the episode so it's like i never got to see that that last one and i think it's on netflix now maybe i think someone said that so but uh, it's uh, it might be but it's like I don't know. Should I watch that last one? Because then it's over. I still have one new episode, and you know, not many people can say that. You should just watch it. I should. All things come come to an end. All good things. Yeah. Because I, my my daughter, she 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 thinks that Harry Osborn is the Green Goblin, and I don't know if it was revealed in the last episode since I haven't seen that. But well, that's a hell of a, a hell of a cliffhanger. I you know. Get that taken care of. Yeah. So she, you know, she's not really sure about that. And, and then the the, the the ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, it's it's all crazy. It's it's like it's spoilers. Like Harry becomes Venom. Oh, and and um, so they're they're like ultimates. It's ultimate like Spider-Man, yeah. ultimate Spider-Man. It's like all crazy. And I I I think it was like like TV some some TV site had a, a clip to um I don't know if it's this week's episode. And you know, I, I got the clips from Disney, but I and, and I think Marvel sent you know they sent out those clips. I haven't even had a chance to, to look at those, but um, Peter is going to become Carnage. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> That's so weird. So See, it, what's like what's interesting to me about the new shows like that that are just doing their own thing, which I think is fine. 
but if you look at the old cartoons, like the the old X Men cartoon or the the nineties Spider Man cartoon, like they always pretty much lifted directly from the comics. So a lot of people that know Spider Man storylines or X Men storylines, a lot of their knowledge comes from them adapting it to these cartoons. You know what I mean? Like even mm-hmm. if they've never read Phoenix or whatever, yeah, they know it from the cartoon. Where nowadays if some little kid is like, well, Harry Osborn is Venom, and he tells it to an adult. <laughs> the adult's just like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know? That's just funny. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, I don't know what they're doing, but... They're, they're <laughs> doing, but, I mean, that, that's the thing. At least they're doing something. And and the same thing when they had the, the, the Superhero Squad um, show, which that always bugged me because I was a huge fan of mini-Marvels, like Chris G. Russo. Yeah. And then... um. And then Marvel kind of pushed more towards superhero squad, and I was like, it's it's almost the same thing, but it's not funny, yeah. Because you know, Chris Russo was just hilarious with, with that, and so when that was on, you know, obviously my my daughter was younger, but what was great about that is you know she was introduced to so many different characters. You know, it's like you know she knew who Miss Marvel was and Eggman or Egghead, whatever, and you know, <laughs> and Mole Man, and and I, I still remember. When she was five, I was I was driving her to school, and you know every once in a while you, you know you drive down the road and you just drive through a whiff of something rotten in that that portion <laughs> of the road, and then she's like, it smells like like the abomination or or you know it smells like mole man because there is an episode where you you know it's like passing gas or something like that and and then she's like looking at me at a corner ride you know because she's making this this comic book reference and <laughs> so I mean that that's a good thing it's like you need more stuff like that because you know. Kids aren't, you know, they're not buying the comics, not at three, you know, three bucks an issue. Yeah. So it's like, you know, so that that's why Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, regular readers may not get it or like it, but at least it's it's giving them some sort of foundation, even if it's a crazy, whacked out foundation. But I mean, it, but comic books are crazy and whacked out, so yeah. it's a, I think it's an accurate foundation. Yeah, but I mean, I I mean, in, in, in a way that it's just turning all the characters on her side and, you know, doing all this, this weird things right. know, with them. But then, right. then they'll, if they all read the comics and they'll be like, this isn't what happened. <laughs> and I'll get mad and write yeah. angry letters. Like, like what's going on? You changed everything 20 years ago before I started reading. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the, the Avengers books? Um, I'm a little bit behind on regular Avengers, but it's okay. That's the thing. I, I, I like it. I'm not loving it. I mean, I, I love Hickman, yeah. but yeah, know, so. I'm, I think I'm in the same boat. I really like new event, new Avengers. Yeah. Um, right. but regular Avengers is sort of like, there was that one issue with, uh, it was one of like the spotlight issues with the one character. I forget what her name is already, but she was apparently Dan Dare's granddaughter or something. Um, I thought that was a fun issue, Yeah, but it's just, it's so super serious that it's like, and I don't know if it's because, I'm just so into Hawkeye and Daredevil and, mm-hmm. and those books that like taking superheroes so damn seriously is just like, it just feels old hat, I guess. And just kind of silly to be honest. Like I, I love like Batman, which takes it seriously, but mm-hmm. the Avengers is just so like trying so hard to be this epic thing. I'm sure when I go back and reread the entire thing, when he's all done, you know, just like Fantastic Four, it's going to be a really great payoff. But right now, it just feels like building scope and building scope and nothing, no character work or anything. 
Okay. Because here's a, here's a, a long question from one of our users, Bob Zanub, um, dealing with Avengers. So maybe you can help me because he's, he's got an argument. So he, <laughs> he wants to know if he's right. Um, so he says, I got into an argument with another comic reader about Bendis's Avengers run and a creative shift that came with Jonathan Hickman. I argued that even if the heroic age was an attempt to finally lead the Avengers line out of the highly political, very much rooted in reality paradigm into a modernized take on a, the more classic high concept approach of a superhero team, it failed at it. That's why Hickman seems to be essentially rebooting the team with the core members from the movie, no less, being the base of expansion. The other guy argued that the style and concept behind a hero heroic age and marvel now avengers line is basically the same the only reason why hickman seems to be rebooting it is to make the new volume more accessible otherwise it is a direct continuation of 2010 series which of us is right in your opinion does it matter really Uh, that's my answer like are you enjoying the book if so then you're enjoying it and none of the other crap matters but but they're an argument someone's got to be right you're both wrong. <laughs> How about that? I mean, isn't it a good thing that it's a continuation of? If it wasn't a continuation of previous Avengers books, everyone would be pissed that they were ignoring continuity. I, I don't. Maybe I just. I just say I don't. I'm not a. I'm not that kind of fan. I guess I just don't. Like, it is what it is. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's fine. I think that that movie team. Obviously, yes, they're gonna you know play to the that core, mm-hmm. but that's that's the core team for the most part anyway. Yeah, those are the characters that would be there regardless of if, if there was a movie or not. Um, and I think that's a good idea, especially when you start introducing really you know B and C list characters as part of the Avengers. You need that core focused on the A list characters. Yeah, I think that's just sort of like a give and take sort of thing. Yeah, because I mean it, it is clear that you know they are making it more accessible but see i don't know that it's accessible though like i would say avengers assemble or something like that is accessible because it's just it's a it's fairly basic you know and straightforward and it's fun Mm -hmm. but hickman's avengers is like so lofty in its approach that it's like if you were coming from if you were coming from the Avengers movie looking for that similar experience in comic books and you picked up the Avengers number one with Ex Nihilus and stuff and on Mars and all that, whatever, that would not be the same experience whatsoever. Yeah. You, you would be, I would be turned off. If I was like, I want a fun, action-y superhero book that is just, it's, you know, reminds me of why characters like this are fun, that's not Hickman's Avengers. Yeah, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think, in terms of like taking advantage of the movie stuff, I don't think that's what he's going for at all. Other than, hey, these characters are here, but again, th- those characters would be there anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's 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 weird because, you know, I, I I guess someone had to make the decision. It's like, okay, you know, we're we're riding on the Avengers, you know, bus or whatever. It's like. Which way are we going to go? You know, for Marvel now, and 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 so in a sense, yeah, it is accessible because you got the same characters that people know. But then it's just you know Hickman and you know just going all out there and you know doing all these crazy things, right? So I think I think that book is for comic book fans that are already comic book fans, whereas Avengers Assemble is something that's obviously geared for uh, you know a newcomer. 
I, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that's I, I prefer Avengers Assemble, but again, that's just me and my tastes in general. Like I just I want fun. Mm-hmm. There's enough misery in real life stuff. <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of misery, thoughts on Damien? I'm so upset. So depressed. I was bedridden for like a week. Um, I, it's it's. I think the the impact. I haven't read Batman Inc. yet. They just I got that this morning, but it looks like from talking with with Morrison in the interviews that we did last week, <laughs> it feels like I'm just laughing at you know having to transcribe the Morrison interviews. Oh God, yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> um, but I love I love the accent. Let me just say that. Like, it's great to listen to, but then you're like listening to it, and you're like, "Oh wait, I gotta be typing." Also. No, because because uh, put you on pause for a sec. Because um, I just remember with with the talking about action comics, and yeah. and there is times where you know he's answering a question, and then it it just kind of he just stops, and I'm like, "Wait, did what did he just say there?" Because how did he, he didn't like finish? And but yeah, he's uh, so gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm I. I love Damien. Damien's my favorite Robin. So it was it was particularly brutal to see that happen. Um and all the spoilery stuff, you know. Like there's all the the crap behind it of DC spoiling it ahead of time and whatever, mm. but that's just the, sort of the nature of of things now. Mm-hmm. Um but story-wise, I think it makes total sense for Damien's arc within Morrison stuff. I I do think there was so much more potential for that character than just to kill him off and be done with it. Yeah. Um I, you know, that's not to say he'll never be back because I'm sure in some capacity, you know, he's now ghoul. Yeah, because <laughs> so. that, that was the thing. I mean, if you think about it, and I'm trying to think back to like death and maidens or whatever. It's like, so, you know, Rachel Ghoul died, but then, yeah. you know, he came back from it wasn't a Lazarus pit. It was like this other special Lazarus pit or something like that. Yeah. So, and because my, my, my thought going into it was, you know, bef- before it happened. I was like, because you know we, we've seen Talia; she had you know the other clones, yeah, in there. So it's like, what if she? And this is my 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 Ben Riley Scarlet Spider um, <laughs> argument, which which I always go on this big rant about it. But I was like, if she if Damien were to die, you know, she could easily swap the bodies, or you know, right. she she could even you know have a clone, you know age i always forget the word where you know whatever you know rapidly grow and then try to program it into acting like damien and then it, it dies this heroic death or something and then you know batman thinks that that damien's dead but damien's really locked away somewhere right and that, that's the, that's the thing with comics right like even like in the interview morrison was like for my story damien's dead that's it mm-hmm. which i i believe but that's not to say like you just, you just all you need is literally just a line of dialogue. Yep. Hey, this is what happened. Damien's still alive. Yeah, and that's fine. That's I think that's part of the magic of superhero comics, right? Because that's something that's possible. Um, but I, in terms of the story now and the here and now, I think it's I think it works well. I do think it's weird that I, well, I guess this is a different conversation. But I, I in Death of the Family, I really liked that no one actually died. Yeah, it, totally. You know, sort of subverting expectations and just had a, a deeper impact, I think. But then I think it's weird that 
It was really only a week or two later. That, that sucked, and that they, they, it was, it was unfortunate. That, you know, and I, I just, I'm, I know that was the plan all along and stuff, but timing was just <laughs> after. Pre- so I, I gave the last issue of Death of the Family a ten, and I was just so into it, and I just loved it. And then to have it happen anyway, just elsewhere, unrelated, was like, uh, oh yeah. well. I mean, and that that was the thing. So you know, you you have the the strong finish, which. We got it. There's a huge. It was it was an ugly argument or discussion about issue 17, and you know oh, really? about nothing. Oh man, it was just bad. Well, that's. And, did you have? I mean, I don't know, like what the reaction was like, you know, from from your readers and stuff. But like a, a lot of people, I don't know. Just I. They felt not, I nothing from, happened. From, from there, fans, yes, there, there was this consensus that because no one died, nothing happened. And then there there is a lot of people. That, that said Batman should kill the Joker. And I'm like, no, it's like, no. absolutely not. I, I was like, you know, if Scott Snyder did that, I would not be reading Batman because he does not do that regardless. You know, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. Right. That's and, the point. <laughs> and for, for, and I'm sorry, you know, if, if I offend anyone right now, but for those people that say Batman should do it, then it's like, clearly you don't get who Batman is or what he's about. Right. Cause he, he just can't do that. And, I, I thought it there was you know it was it was explained fully in there you know when he's on the cliff and you know he he knew by tricking the Joker by saying he knew who he was that you know he was gonna cause Joker to like you know not want to hear it and push himself away and so you know that that was great and then but what bothered me is so you know you got the death of the family and they're all just like they're they're pissed you know right. over everything and then Red Hood and the Outlaws it's like they're all back at the mansion just like hanging out and I, I get why they had to be there. To you know, for what Jason's going to be going through now, but it just was weird that you know he's like they're all like calling him, texting him, like yeah, I'm, I'm not going to come, you know, hey Bruce, I'm I'm not I'm not going to stop by, but then yeah. then they show up, they're they're, they're all there, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's I don't know, and I think that's uh, I guess that's a, a communication or editorial kind of like thing, yeah, and where it, it should have been. It should have been taken care of. Yeah, and, and it's probably because you know Grant's like you know issue twelve is my last issue, so you know it's not like they could hold off on. Right. You know, I, I yeah. I mean, it's not like they're in a get just, some filler it, issues and. In general, it just feels weird that his like I wish Morrison's Batman stuff had wrapped up before the whole relaunch. That's mm-hmm. not realistic, but had that worked out that way, I think it would have would have been much more beneficial across the board. Yeah. Um, then there's there's no. I know there's like I don't care about continuity, but there is some discrepancy between the two volumes. You know, before New Fifty Two and post New Fifty Two, and I, I think that's weird for a lot of fans. And just and just the, these these things that we're talking about, just you know, things not lining up between the main Batman book and sort of Batman Inc., which is this weird little remnant of like the before era. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because I had a lot of people that they were under the impression that Batman Inc. wasn't in New 52 continuity. And yeah. it was like, it's like, no, it is. You know, it, it says on the cover it's New 52. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, there, there was mention of, like, you know, the bounty on, on Damien's head and, you know, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Because, you know, I, there was one one person in particular that, that said, it's like, I was surprised that, you know, that Damien died because I didn't think it was in continuity. It's, it's like, no. It's like, it, it should be clear now. <laughs> yeah. the This Requiem month should have done it for you. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I guess the same thing with um, 
you know, pe- pe- everyone's, I don't know if, if people are asking you, but like they, they ask about Azarello's Wonder Woman, you know, where, where that fits I've in. I've seen that. Yeah. Like it, where it fits in and, and continuity and stuff. And, um, I actually, we, did you guys do, did you guys talk yeah, to him last week? Yeah. And, and Sarah asked him like where it fits and he's like, it's happening now. Yeah. And, and he was just like, like, that's it. You know, he didn't really give any further detail. I mean, I mean he doesn't. <laughs> that's how he is. <laughs> he doesn't give further yep. detail yep. to, to anything. Um, but yeah, we had, we had, um, Ben handled that interview for us and <laughs> asked, asked him a similar question. It was just like, no, it's, it's happening. But we're seeing, um, in, in Superman, because so at issue 18, which comes out this week or last week for people listening, where Orion's going to be there. And then the, 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 the crazy cover, whatever they're calling it now, the gatefold. The not WTF cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I am glad that they, they took that off because. I just like, I can't even. Well, I, I'm just looking like, like if you know, I have a comic at home and my daughter like sees that and. What does know, WTF mean? She's nine. She may know. I mean, yeah. I mean, she, she, she goes to a smaller school. But you know she's she's learned some of you know the bad words you know she doesn't use them but so it's, and it's just like you know what do you what do you tell a kid it's like you know that that's on there and yeah I don't know they should that's, just call it like what the heck or something it was ill conceived yeah <laughs> for sure but but they they were all excited about that they they someone I don't know who came up with it and they were excited and it it just slowly went away and then they weren't excited anymore yeah so. I don't know. Oh, well, that's just odd. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it does look like that they're they're crossing over to you know Orion and Wonder Woman and Superman. So. Well, that's I you know I just that's what I want. Like I want more connectivity because everything feels so not even separated, but that characters in one book aren't the same characters that are in another book. Yeah, you know, and Wonder Woman. I I love Wonder Woman. Uh, the series, I think she's been fine in like Justice League and stuff. Yeah, but just their their interactions, you know, with with each, like especially Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they're just not they don't have the magic they used to have, you know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get get that groove back. Yeah, and speaking of continuity, it's like Marvel now. There's there's not a whole lot of continuity. It's like you know Captain America has been in Dimension Z for like what 13 years now or something like that right and then but he's he's still in uncanny avengers and avengers and now you know iron man's out in space but he's still when you're dealing with like different dimensions and stuff i feel like you can get away with that i don't be like like he's gone for 13 years of his own timeline but in this in the span of you know another book it's just a few minutes yeah but but my my thing and and you know i i've brought this up before it's like so now if he does come back you know and and only like minutes have gone by or an hour or a day or you know something crazy like that but it's like he's still gonna be 13 years older and it's like and he's already old enough and you know yeah he has a super soldier serum in him but i don't know if that necessarily keeps him young you know i I don't know how 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 it works now because you know, there was a point where he lost it, but then his body was replicating it or regenerating the, the serum or whatever. So it's like, right. so I, I don't know if, if like in 13 years, if he's still going to look the same or if he's going to be a little older. And that just seems kind of bold and kind of crazy to, to 
age him 13 years when, you know, that like never happens in comics because, you know, people re- yeah. don't, don't age like that. It's true. So I just, I don't know what I think about that series. I mean, I, I love Rick Remender, but it's, I'm enjoying it. I think it's just weird, goofy fun. Yeah. For me, it's just art. <sighs> Not I mean, a Ramita fan. I, 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 I don't hate them like some people do. Like some people are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it were like in kick ass. I, I think it really works there. And I think it has to do with like the ink washes and all whatever they do. But uh, that's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm not a kick ass fan like at all. I, it's, it seems, I, I think maybe I've just accepted that that's the style and, and the feel of it. And maybe it's, it's also different because that's all we've seen with those characters yeah. and versus when, you know, Ramita does something like Captain America, you know, and, and when Captain America is like eight other books right now, you know, and everyone's drawing them differently. So it, it but I, my biggest problem with, with Ramita and on Captain America is when he draws the kids, their heads are gigantic. They're like, like, you know, when he does the flashbacks with like Steve, his, his head is like the size of his, his torso. And, <laughs> and, uh, the other creatures, they, they don't really look like, you know, scary or, you know, they're just, they're just kind of, I don't know. Little, little little cartoony, but I I mean, I, even though it sounds like I, I'm I don't like it, I don't mind it as much as as, as some. But it's just yeah. So I don't know. And then I, I don't even know what's going on in Uncanny Avengers. Uh, I think I'm. I, the last issue I read was the one with the Red Skull like monologuing the whole time. Yeah, that so, was that's kind of weird. But, but most of the Marvel books I'm really enjoying, so I, yeah. I can't say that. Yeah. All right. It seems like it's getting late. Kept all right. You on, kept you on longer than, than it's, it's all good. We agreed. It's all good. I gotta I gotta wrap up some work myself. Yeah, I got. I, I'm not even ready for WonderCon. Yeah. And well, don't worry. There's not too much to, get to prepare for. <laughs> but but I mean, since I'm going and I'm taking a camera guy, you know, I, I gotta I gotta do something. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it, it'll be good. I mean. We'll see who, who's who's there and who shows up. So I, I'm sure, like creator wise, I think it'll be fine. But in terms of like actual news coming yeah. out of the show, I don't think there's going to be much. Yeah, because I I never make the panels. It's, it's like I, I never get a chance. Yeah, to go to those since you know just usually running around. But I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's it's weird because you know here it's almost April. You know, Iron Man. I mean, I. I I don't even I don't even know like is is there not an Iron Man panel cuz like they're just not going to do anything at WonderCon? Yeah. Uh as far as I know there's no Marvel anything. That's that just seems weird. I mean and I I mean unless you're doing something at C2E2. But I haven't even, you know, I haven't even looked at WonderCon let alone C2E2. Yeah, yeah. So it's me like neither. it's just it's crazy that, you know, Iron Man's almost here and I, mean, I, I guess on the other hand, they don't really need to do. They, that's anything. the thing. It's like they don't need to do that stuff, especially like they did the Iron Man event not too long ago, where they screened like twenty minutes and had the press uh, like a junket kind of thing. So it's just like they'll just release a trailer with had that. Yeah, more spoiler. Did you see the, the Pepper Potts trailer? Yeah. Well, that was part of we talked about, and we did this rewind theater. Yeah. For IGN, and uh, I did it with Eric Goldman, who would, is the one that covered the. The uh, the screening thing, like I said, it showed twenty minutes, which was actually that sequence of Mandarin attacking Tony's house, which mm-hmm. is where that Pepper moment happens. Mm-hmm. So that we we knew was happening, 
but it's just it's surprising that they put that like in a TV spot. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> All right. So this has been cool. So now people know that that we we do get along. Or or we just want people to think that we get along, yeah. but we really still hate each other. And I was like, and you know, we're like texting each other, like like I need to get off now. I've reached my limit. <laughs> so, but thank you for having me on. No, I mean it's great, it's you know, fun. and I always look forward to you know whenever we get to run into each other at a, at a convention. So yeah, well, I'll see you in the future or in, past. In, in the past. You have seen me last <laughs> I, weekend. It was nice seeing you this past weekend. Yeah, WonderCon was great, and you know the, the weather it cleared up. You know. <laughs> The or rain. whatever yeah hopefully <laughs> or, it got, or it kept raining we don't yeah. know yet no no it didn't rain <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but uh you should come on uh IGN assemble at some point yeah definitely um make yeah. that happen yeah just just let me know when 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 you record that and cool and we'll hopefully arrange that make it happen make it so make it so yeah i will make it so all right all right man thanks a lot okay so i'll talk to you soon all right all right bye-bye Okay, so that was Joey Esposito. So you can see him, his stuff on IGN over the comic section. Um, or you don't have to go there. You can just stay on Comic Vine. But now, seriously, we do get along. So um, check that out. Um, I didn't get to a lot of questions today. Um, we, we just got to the one from Bob Zanub. But I do want to point out that the Ask G-Man video forum thread on the general forums um, I'm almost caught up. I'm almost at the end. So um, that means you guys need to start asking more questions there. Um, and also you can ask on Twitter. So I am G-Man from Heck. Um, use the hashtag AskGMan. Ask your questions. They will get answered. Some will be in the video. Ask and you shall receive answers videos. So thanks for listening. Um, if you are, if you were at WonderCon, I hope I saw you or it was great seeing you. And uh, we will do this again next week. There will be a regular podcast this Friday. So there wasn't one last week because of WonderCon. So make sure you check them all out. And hopefully, as as you're listening to this, the new site is awesome and you're digging it. So hopefully that all went smoothly because it did go smoothly, right? All right. I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot. I love you. So, so my, question my question is, is who could it be? We don't know. And I would like to ask like you which comic book does affect you most emotionally. Yeah, yeah. That's the question. Don't shake your head. I love Alan Davis. This is a John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I, I, I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I give this a two. two.